Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite team in the Bay Area. And on today's episode, we have a old friend of the show, not that old friend, another old friend of the show coming back uh, to talk about uh, the shark, one of the Sharks' newest hires in Ryan Wasowski. Um, So we have Sarah Alvin Padawan, who's been covering him for a while, is going to talk about what the Sharks are getting with their new assistant coach and um, why he is going to one day usurp David Quinn and take his job. So all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. Your Locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, J.D. Young, uh, contributor at Fear the Fin and San Jose Hockey Now. I want to thank you, of course, for making us your first listen. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. And on today's episode, we have one, Sarah Vampato, longtime friend of the show, uh, back to talk about the Sharks uh, again stealing her uh, head coach of one of her favorite teams and the team that she covers, the Chicago Wolves, Sarah First question before getting anything, did the thought of you covering uh, Ryan for another season drive him away like it did Rocky Thompson, yes or no? Probably. He was probably very tired of me asking him questions. Like, why did they do that? (laughs) Why are they doing things? Uh, No. Uh, Why are they losing? (laughs) Why are they losing this this team that just won the Calder Cup? So uh, Sarah, who covered Locked on Kings, uh, decided that she likes sleep, apparently, for some uh, dumb reason, Um, is now going to be covering uh, the Chicago Wolves full time um, over at uh, for the uh, SB Nation Kings uh, website. And I think kind of dabble in some other things as well. Hopefully have some new projects or at least bringing back some newsletters because I enjoyed your newsletters. But uh, Sarah, how are you doing? Well, first of all, how dare you for taking <laughs> a coach the second time in a row? This is, um, this no, is twice it, you've had to do this. Now. Yeah, like I, I'm just, I just feel like whoever the Wolves hire next, I'm just going to pencil pencil in for an assistant role with the Sharks in like two or three years. Um, but no, it's it, doing good. Uh, the Wolves obviously won the Calder Cup this year, so it was a fun uh, a fun run uh, to to cover the team and. You know, I feel like we kind of went into the the final being like, is this the last time that I'm going to talk to Ryan Wasowski? And, you know, ended up the answer was yes. Uh, but it, it was a really great run for them. And I think a great way for him to end his his tenure in the AHL. Yeah, I mean, you know, for you, everything's coming up great, right? The Wolves went on the Calder Cup. The Kings are back. Um, yeah. And then the Sharks are just going to be God awful this year. So you can't ask for anything better for, from at least from Sarah's angle. So. <laughs> You know, it works. <laughs> yeah. If the Ducks, we'll see about the Ducks. I'm still a little, I, I think they're going to be much better this year, but we'll gross. see. Gross. <laughs> Just gross. gross. All right. So let's get into, you know, uh, so of course the Sharks haven't officially announced, but it's basically all been announced, all everything but announced that Warsaw is going to be the uh, new assistant uh, coach for the Sharks. He's going to run the defense and he's going to run the penalty kill. So Let's start with what type of coach is Warsawski? What are the Sharks getting um, from, you know, what are they getting from him as a person and as a coach? 
So I feel like, you know, whenever people use the phrase like players coach, I feel like it has a little bit of a, at least to me, kind of like a bad connotation in a way, because sometimes I feel like when I hear the phrase players coach, I kind of think like meathead in a way, like, you know, (laughs) it it sort of has that connotation of like, yeah, like, I just don't, I don't love it. Like, because Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times people say that and it turns out it's because the coach just doesn't really, you know, they're not bought into analytics or they're not like really advancing the, the the role any they're just more old school i guess is what i'm looking for um and so i, I always hesitate to call ryan rosofsky a player's coach because of that like you know in my mind i don't like it mm-hmm. but I, I think that that is who he is in the sense of him being a guy who is looking out for his players and who wants to push them to be the best they can be um you know this team with the wolves this year and last year last season was weird because it was the covid year so um it was very hard to like you're doing everything over zoom you don't really get to like build a rapport with them but just over the past two seasons of covering him just really seeing um uh, it's a team that everyone was very open about the fact that they have ambition and you don't really see that a lot on teams but he really encouraged every guy to set personal goals for themselves and to set goals even if that goal is I want to make the NHL or I want to score a goal this year, like to, to let them figure out what their path is. And he's even talked, you know, that that is something he encourages him like himself and his staff to do as well of, you know, everyone is here for a reason. We all want to get better at our jobs. We all want to move up. Um, And it was, it was probably the first team that I've covered where I feel like everyone was very frank about, you know, what they want next out of their careers. And and so I think that on a personal level, he really resonates with players. He's, he's very young. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think that also kind of helps, you know, helps that relationship. He's 34. Uh, so oh my God, he's know. younger than me. <laughs> yes. He's younger than me too. I hate it. I, I, every second I hated it. I was like, Oh no. But you know, I, I think that that, you know, him being a younger coach, I think he has a lot more to offer players because you know, he, he never played at this level, but I think that, you know, just being someone who isn't too far removed from his own playing career and, and everything and being kind of in that same age range of, you know, he's a new dad and having pretty young kids and everything, they can all kind of relate to each other. So I, I think that when, you know, beyond X's and O's, beyond what he's going to bring on the ice, I think he's really a guy who people trust as a person. Um, and, and I talked with him at the end of the season after the, the Wolves did their championship like rally thing and just kind of talked with him about about that uh, coaching philosophy of his. Because he, uh, if you don't pay attention to the AHL, you may have missed that he got fined by the league uh, during the playoffs because he very openly uh, called the officiating a joke. Uh, and went <laughs> on like kind of a tirade uh, after a game that the Wolves won. Um they still won the game and he still went on and like, he wasn't wrong. He, 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 he looked at us and he was like, I want you guys to all go back and rewatch that play. And you tell me how we ended up on the penalty kill. And the answer is that he's, he's right. He was totally right. Yeah. Um, but he, you know, he had no, he knew what he was saying. He knew what he was doing. And so he got fined for the league. And I, I, I asked him about it. He, he even kind of made jokes about it in the, the championship rally and everything. Uh, and, and I asked him about it and he basically was saying that, you know, his players need to know that he has their back and his players, you know, he he talked about like, we're all human at the end of the day. And these are all guys who sometimes are in tough situations, whether it's personal, whether it's their career, whatever. 
And he's like, sometimes I know that these guys haven't had that support throughout their career, um, whether, again, it's been hockey related stuff or off the ice stuff. And so he, you know, talked about uh, coaches that he's learned a lot from. Uh, you know, he's worked a lot with Mike Vellucci, who I know was also up for the sh- job with the Sharks. Uh, Spencer Carberry, Mark- Mike Sullivan are all guys who he's worked with uh, throughout his career. Um, and has just taken a lot from them about being a guy who your players know that you have their back. And so, you know, we'll probably get into more of the the on-ice stuff in a little bit. But, you know, I, I think that the biggest thing I can tell t- Sharks fans is you're getting an actual good human being who is going to care about the players who are with him um, and wants to, is going to want to push them to be the best that they can be, um, not to sound too much like a bad army ad. <laughs> <laughs> And Sarah perfectly setting us in the right time for the ad because, you know, she's an expert at this now. So, yes, veteran. So uh, (laughs) before we get into what, you know, uh, what uh, Coach Warsaw is going to bring on the ice and kind of how he's going to work with this blend of veteran defenders and the young uh, defenders that are going to be coming up. Let's take a quick break. Talk to you guys about our friends over at Bet Online. You guys know BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check out all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events in the number one source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news on every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts that have you covered. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right. So first of all, great on the uh, not, not too bad of a transition there, I thought. Anyway, <laughs> no. Um, so I, I think the big question for Sharks fans, right, is they have, you know, you have your stalwarts, like you have your Eric Carlson, you have Mark Edward Vlasic, who has been tumbling down the cliff the past couple of years. Eric Carlson is, is kind of, I was talking with a friend of mine, he's kind of like an avocado where you have seven minutes window where he's like perfectly, perfectly amazing. But if you miss that window, it's uh, it can, it's either tough or it's a mushy mess, right? It's amazing. But if, you, if you hit that window with Eric Carlson, you're like, this is the greatest thing I've ever had, right? You know, and we've seen those flashes from Carlson. Then you have Mario Faro, who is, you know, somehow already a grizzled veteran. Um, but, you know, he's kind of hasn't really lived up to expectations since his rookie year. And then a bunch of young guys kind of starting to come through. So, Warsawski, you know, we I think a lot of times with AHL, especially with the Barracuda, where it's like, we think young guys, right? And especially with the Barracuda, where it's just been a bunch of young guys. But, like, you look at the Wolves roster and, like, yeah, like Steven Nason, you know, Forever Shark Steven Ace, and you had, you know, like you had a lot of guys who have played NHL games and kind of been older. So, how does he work with, you know, of course, really young guys and then with these veteran guys as well? You know, it, it really seemed like he and this group just gelled really well. Um, and, you know, I, I never felt like it was, you know, young guys certainly got their chances to prove themselves. And, you know, there were a couple of younger players who came over at the end of the season um, after their, you know, Europe seasons in Europe ended. Um, And he just threw them right in there. And, you know, within games, uh, a couple of these young guys never played in North America before are playing on special teams. They're getting big minutes. Um, So he, you know, he hasn't been afraid to just let guys go out there, see what they have. You know, I haven't, you know, obviously any coach in tight situations is going to shorten their bench. You're not going to yes. see a lot of your, your your grinders in the last five minutes of a tight game. But, you know, I, 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 ha- I didn't really see much of that, like, oh, you made a mistake and then you don't see the ice the rest of the game kind of thing. Mm. 
Um, you know, it, it, and, you know, he definitely buys into the philosophy of the AHL as a developmental league. So they're not going to learn if they're sitting on the bench, you know, not getting a chance to, to prove that they learned from their mistake. Uh, so, you know, the NHL may be a little bit different, but, you know, I, I think in terms of kind of navigating that younger player, older player um, spectrum, I think that he, he did really well at kind of playing to each guy's strengths. And so, you know, he didn't tinker too much. Once lines worked, once defense pairings worked, that was it. Um, they juggle things if things started to get a little stale or if one guy was cold, but uh, they, they had the, you know, enviable problem in the playoffs of having too many defensemen, um, you know, the, or the franchise, both Hurricanes and Wolves had gone out and gotten a couple of kind of veteran guys to play on the blue line. And they ended up not playing at all because they, you know, they liked the six that they had. Everyone did good. And he's like, I can't justify pulling one of these guys out just to put in someone because he's there, you yeah. know? Uh, and, and so I, I think that he definitely is a guy who will give young players the chance to, to step up and to show themselves and to show what they've got. Um, and I think that he is pretty smart about knowing what his veteran strengths are and kind of putting them in situations that, that will play to that. Yeah. I'm really interested to see how him and David Quinn work. Cause we've heard, you know, everything about David Quinn, especially, mm -hmm. you know, in New York where, you know, a guy makes a mistake and we saw Bob Bugner do this a bajillion times, especially where the young guy makes a mistake and then, okay, mm -hmm. cool. Ryan Merkley, I'll see you next game type of thing. So <laughs> you're hopefully maybe he's in his ear a little bit and be like, Hey, I know we made a mistake, but we got to get him back out there type of situation. Yeah. So, you know, and, you know, like being a defenseman and I'm hoping too, especially with like, you know, we saw David Quinn, what he did with, with Adam Fox, who's a very, very talented mm -hmm. player, but like mm -hmm. maybe some of that can rub off on, on Ryan Merkley. You get, you know, uh, um, you know, Orsovsky, who's, who's, you know, been a defenseman, been a head coach in the AHL type of thing can help Ryan Merkley, who you kind of mm -hmm. feel like this is, this is a big year for Merkley, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, and then of course, you know, we, we talked about like, you know, the, he's going to work with the defense and stuff like that. And the special teams, he's already kind of said like, we don't want to tinker with the special teams because that was too much, especially the, the power, the penalty kill, because um, that was actually the one good thing the Sharks did last year. They were second in the league in the penalty kill somehow. Um, so I assume that the, the system's going to be kind of the same, but what have we like with his penalty kill, is he a uh, like kind of grinder type of penalty kill? Is he like to put kind you know, like actual real, players out there to try to do something like what do we kind of see usually from a Warsawski penalty kill um it it somewhat depends on the game and the situation they're in um yeah. a little bit of a power kill in the sense Ooh, of love it. There, there's a lot there were a lot of shorthanded chances um you know and so he yeah he would put real players out there you know, <laughs> yes. you'd see like Stephen Nason and Jack Drury out on the penalty kill doing excellent jobs on the penalty kill, but then the puck gets sprung in the neutral zone and then they're off to the races and usually ended up scoring. Uh, so it, it's aggressive in the sense that um, they want the puck back. They don't care that they're missing a guy. Uh, mm -hmm. And we, you know, we saw that all year and you know, there were a few games and he even kind of talked about this after, after the, the playoffs were done of, you know, there was a game earlier in the playoffs. I think they were playing, uh, they played Milwaukee. It was a game against Milwaukee and it was uh, their, it was literally their first loss of the playoffs and they allowed three power play goals in one game, uh, which was 
like that's a wake up. That's real yeah. bad. Uh, they, they lost the game. Uh, they had it was it was basically fifty percent success. They had six penalty kills. Three of them got scored on. It was bad. Uh, and they sat down. They looked at it. They changed it, and they were lights out basically the rest of the way. Their series against Springfield to end uh, to end the playoffs to win the cup. They allowed three power or three penalty three goals total on mm. the penalty kill over the course of five games. So, you know, he, he's very good at recognizing when something has gone wrong. And, you know, every so often you're like, you know what, that was terrible, but we just know we had an off night. And like, you don't want to tinker with it then because you're like, everyone has a crappy night. It, it happens in any league, any team, whatever. But they looked at it and they were like, no, we have to make adjustments. We have to adjust for, you know, they have, you know, guys like Rocco Grimaldi who just scored, he looks at the puck on the power play and scores from the AHL. Uh, and, and they had to adjust for that. And yeah, like I said, we're great the rest of the way. So very smart in terms of realizing when something's not working and actually changing it, uh, which I feel like you don't, see all the time from coaches yeah that's that's you know that kind of on the fly and then but i think it's also like you said that balance of like when to know okay do i need to tinker or do i need mm -hmm. to kind of let things like you know kind of just let things simmer and then it'll kind of figure itself out so mm -hmm. that, that's good to hear um before we continue with sarah on rocky warsowski and kind of again what you know being the new assistant coach for the uh, for the sharks just want to let you guys know, of course, about Locked On NHL. When you guys are done listening to this episode, make sure you guys go check out there. They're still pumping out shows five days a week, even though uh, we at the rest of the, the NHL shows are down to three. Um, I know they're going to be starting their division by division power ranking soon, which is going to be fun. I expect the Sharks to be uh, pretty far down on the Pacific. So, um, but yeah, when you guys are done, done listening to this, go check out the Locked On NHL show, uh, wherever you get podcasts, and of course, subscribe on YouTube. All right, Sarah. So, you know, we, we talked about Warsawski, and, you know, pretty much everybody was like, oh, this is a really great hire. I mean, he actually, you know, interviewed for the, the actual head coach of, of the Sharks and um, was, you know, of course, they, they chose David Quinn. And he, he seems like a guy who's going to be an NHL coach at some, it's a matter of when at some point, not if, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that he, uh, it was very easy to tell even before they won the Calder cup that he was definitely, you know, rising star kind of, kind of guy. Uh, mm -hmm. So the point where even last season we were like, all right, like, is he even going to be back next year? And, and I know hurricanes fans are, you know, justifiably like disappointed about this uh, because, you know, they hurricanes fans have their own issues with their, their, you know, assistant coaching staff and everyone always looks at, you know, special teams and is like, hmm, what if we tinker with our coaches and maybe special teams will be good again? Uh, and so a lot of Hurricanes fans were like, they couldn't, they couldn't have found a way to keep him. Uh, they, they couldn't have found a way to make room for him on the bench up there somewhere. Uh, but, you know, it, I think credit to the, the organization of realizing that he had an opportunity here that he wasn't going to get necessarily with her, the Hurricanes. And, uh, you know, to, to let him let him move along. But um, yeah, I, I think that it's just it, it's I think it's going to be exciting. Um, and, you know, for you guys who are watching David Quinn and being like, I don't know, um, you know, you have a guy who I think has the potential to be a future NHL head coach uh, and, you know, gets to gets to be ready to make that jump someday. Well, to be fair to to Kane's fans, they also did get Brent Burns. So I think this this was like a long like the long <laughs> con trade here, where like, yeah, you guys are gonna get Brent Burns, 
It's not going to be too great of a trade package back, but we're getting Ryan Warsawski and it's kind of an under the table thing, right? That's how, yeah. At least that's how I'm taking it. It's so. totally, this is like the equivalent of like future considerations of we'll give you a coach later. <laughs> we'll give you a coach later. So, um, all right, before we get you out of here, uh, let's, I know you're, you're not, you're still covering the Kings and stuff. Yeah. Like, I kind of want to get your, your thoughts, the Kings off season, just what, what are your, your quick thoughts on it? Um, I was I was very excited about the Kevin Fiala trade. Um, I thought that that was that was a steal. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was it was very much a steal. It was you know a play you know the player that went the other way is a guy who I think everyone has high hopes for as a defenseman. But at the end, but of the you day, guys draft like a thousand right, different. Right. You have Brant Clark just sitting there waiting. So. Yeah, just hanging. Um, yeah. So you know it, it was you know unfortunate, but he's expendable in a way. They have so many defensemen you can give one up and. Of course, Minnesota's going to jump at the chance to bring home a Minnesota boy in a trade. Uh, so I, I think that Kevin Fiala really um, fills a gap that the Kings had in terms of, you know, needing someone to be that elite kind of scorer. And the idea of him on a line with Kopitar and Adrian Kempe is really fascinating. Um, I'm hoping that the younger players can take the next step up uh, and we can start to see a little bit more of what they can offer. But um, I'm hopeful. I saw one crazy person say like the Kings are going to win the division. And I'm like, well, that's, that's very charming, but I don't think that that's going to happen. <laughs> still lots of other teams there that are good, but I, I think, I think that everything's headed in the right direction and with a healthy blue line, um, which they did not have for most of the season last year, um, you know, they're not going to win the division, but I think that there's, there's, uh, I, I I'm not worried about, oh, they're going to fall out of the playoff hunt or anything. There's optimism down south, yes. Yes, which is weird. Weird feeling, <laughs> I know. Right? I don't like it. Um, yeah, I mean, and then Quentin Byfield season, it's it's happening, right? It's coming. Yeah. Are we getting the Quentin yeah, Byfield? It's, it's yeah, he, he he has to because otherwise I'm going to have to start fighting people who are like <laughs> talking crap about him. Like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm already on there with the William Eklund stuff. It's like... <laughs> You're coming after my child, right? Like, do I raise with my own two hands? Yeah. Yes. So, calm down, everyone. <laughs> yes. Um, Sarah, uh, you've come and said it all. Uh, Dakota says hi as well. Um, where? What do you have coming out next? Where can the people find you? Uh, so, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. Always there, just talking about you know whatever uh canes country is at canescountry.com also there on twitter but i don't i don't get to make witty tweets over there so um but if you want to like do a deep dive into ryan warsofsky thoughts um you can find him there i'll probably actually put like i i, I did have, have a nice conversation with him after they won the cup that i just never got around to posting so keep an eye on my twitter because i might actually bother to just transcribe it and plunk it up there um but otherwise yeah who know who knows what's next um, if anyone in the Chicago area is a shark fan and wants some guinea pigs, uh, get at me because I've got two of them <laughs> that need homes. <laughs> okay. Sarah, also DJing, giving out guinea pigs, writing about hockey. You're a modern day renaissance woman. <laughs> that's, 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 I like it. I'm going to put yes. that on my business cards. <laughs> I, I got you. So, um, of course, you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Locked on Sharks. Dakota is being very obnoxious right now for some reason. Um, and I have, I'm constantly having to pet her right now before or else she'll continue, keep growling. 
But if you want pictures of Dakota, you can find her on there too as well. We I use her as memes because um, she's very memeable. So um, you can also listen Apple, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get podcasts. Uh, if you're on Apple, please leave a five star review. Go ahead and also subscribe on YouTube as well. You'll probably see uh, Dakota in this episode as well. She does make an appearance um, too. Find me on Twitter at my fryhole. Sarah is at right. Sarah said, and we'll be back on Thursday night ish, probably with something else. Um, yeah, it's the off season, guys. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll have good stuff for you. I always have good stuff for you. So, bye, friends. 